0: Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's good, Wild Black family? Listen, I want to talk to you about You Had Me at Black. We've partnered with them before. You're about to hear an episode with them shortly. But I want you to know a little bit more about their podcast and go check it out. You Had Me at Black as a storytelling platform and community for folks looking to connect, heal, and liberate. They pass the mic to everyday people to share their true life stories in their own words. You can connect with them by joining their creative community, participating in their live storytelling events, or listening to the podcast on any podcast platform. While Black, make sure you go and check out the podcast, You Had Me at Black.
1: Peace. Black has always been enough. Black is that lift every voice and sing. Black is that letting your freedom ring and resound. Black is adjective, adverb, color, and noun. Black is cry. Black is clean. So to the black is all everlasting. To the black and passing and to every shade of black in between. As a matter of fact, if your pupils or your eyelashes are black. Because I need every human being on this planet to feel applicable baby you so black your spirit transcends this physical your black is original you so black ooh you so black when you smile the stars come out baby you so black when you are born the god come 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 the god the god the god Welcome to Wild Black, a seriously opinionated podcast bringing you the real and raw on anything happening while Black. If Black culture's there, we're there. If you're pissed or empowered, then let's talk about it. Ride with us on this all-Black everything.
0: Everybody, welcome back to Wild Black. Listen, today's episode is, is one that it's a little bit different, right? Today is about feelings and emotions and words. It came from this place where on, on the podcast, we get people who reach out to us all the time now. And they say things like, I'm dealing with the pressure of being a black parent. And I don't really know how to express myself, I don't know what to say. I have these feelings or these thoughts, and I can't necessarily put them to words. And it got me to thinking, right? That's a huge part of the black experience. Or being black is, is so many things. It's exciting. It's unknown. It's passionate. It's scary. There are all these words that I can use to describe what it is. But when I really go inside myself and I think about how it feels, right? how I feel when I see black folks winning, or how I feel when I see another black body dropped on TV or social media at the hands of a cop. I don't always have the words. Like sometimes it's just colors, right? It, it's a, this strong feeling that I feel deep inside myself, and all I really want to do is scream or, or cry or celebrate. And today is all about assigning words to those emotions, assigning words to those feelings, right, and, and trying to become more descriptive And how we exist on a daily basis. And our guest today is someone that as soon as I began thinking about who has the power of words on their side, and who wields them like a knife or a weapon in a battle. Our guest today is who came to mind. I met her a couple years back at a photo shoot now, and following her work, keeping my eye on what she's doing, she was absolutely perfect for today's episode. So, I want to introduce you to Teresa the Songbird. Teresa, welcome to Wild Black.
1: You applause the music. <laughs> Stadium applause. It's all there. It's all all right. there. I just want to make sure all that's there. It's all there. How you doing? Good, good.
0: Listen, tell the folks a little bit about yourself.
1: Man, I am the magic and hot sauce sprinkling, <laughs> light of the most High, twinkling, Teresa the songbird. That's all I can say. I am. Did you
0: say hot sauce sprinkling?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. magic and hot sauce. That's what I'm talking about. Sprinkling. It's that real black girl magic. So,
0: on Wild Black, we introduced our guest with um, this game called Wild Black Shit.
1: Are you ready? No, but
0: yes. <laughs> and before we get into
2: our Wild Black Shit, allow me to bring you a word from our sponsor, Surfshark. Let's talk about internet security. When you're online, you want to be as safe as possible viewing social media, watching movies, playing games, paying bills, etc. But did you know a lot of the web traffic and your physical locations are being tracked and logged as you use your laptop and your cell phones? Yep, everywhere you go and everything you do. So we want to help you better protect yourself. So we've partnered with Surfshark, a highly secure virtual private network that protects your identity, location, and online data. It can be used on almost every device you connect to the internet. And since we love you all so much, you get an 83% discount plus three extra months all for free. Visit the link surfshark.deals slash wildblack. Again, that's surfshark.deals slash
0: wildblack. Now back to our Wild Black shit. Wild Black shit is always, always, always about connecting our guests to our audience. Many of the folks who sit in the seat that you're in today come in with a lot of experience, a lot of information. And I run through this segment just so that our audience knows these are real everyday black folks. You do the same things that they do. And so we're going to jump in. It's three questions. You ready for one? Okay, yes. All right. Words can be our strongest weapons. By that definition, we've been blessed with some powerful current and historical warriors, poets. Which has inspired you the most and why? I know it's got to be tough for someone who does what you do.
1: Yeah, that's a really hard, like the most, that's a lot to put on anything the most. So I will go with the most recent inspiration because that's what I do. That's that's real black stuff, right? That's real black shit right there. Ask me one question. I'm going to answer answer a different question. (laughs) That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna hijack your question. Answer the question I wanna answer. This is your show. Being that I did, you know, recently I did uh black music honors. Right. And they had me posthumously honor this artist. So I had to really kind of like sit with his work, right. sit with his life, sit with his intentions for life for a, a you know, a couple of weeks prior to writing and prior to performing the poem. Right. So I'm gonna say uh most recently, uh Earl Darkman X Simmons. Okay, okay. Because well, that was a, that, that's a, a interesting, blessed, hard, witnessing, yeah. testimonial of a yeah. life to have lived.
0: Words with impact.
1: He, yeah, he's man. He's on that list. And, like, real in these streets, like, on a real, like, on on some, on some, like... Jesus Christ, skin in the game level, like mm-hmm. when he was in the streets, the people who needed to be touched, mm-hmm. the people who needed to be impacted were impacted.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hearing that brother speak poetry, to rap, to pray, you, you feel everything he does.
2: It's and
1: a it shame that he has
0: gone to, to be revered the way he is now. It, it's truly a shame that we, we, we do that in this society. But honest, you're right. Why percent not you honest? All right. You ready for question two? Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to play this game that I call that damn sure is black culture. And I got three questions for you. Open-ended questions. I want your answers. Ready?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Name me two things you can find at every black church.
1: Oh, see, I'm old. So, like, I go to old black church. It's okay. I was going to be like church fans and them communion crackers.
0: And, and church fans sponsored by the local funeral
1: home. Absolutely. That's,
0: that's the only way to go. They ain't
1: never updated them pictures. It's the same... <laughs> Uh, suspiciously <laughs> light skinned, very, very well groomed, <laughs> but like the edges, you don't ever really see the whole definition of the family <laughs> on the fan. You know what I mean? Like somebody turned the, the filter <laughs> way up on the family. Like you don't see no defined edges. Mm-hmm. Smooth skin everywhere.
0: All mm-hmm. All right. At every, and I mean every black family get together, there's always one room. And in that one room, is what?
1: White furniture.
0: Right?
1: I, <laughs> you know. Might have some plastic on it. <laughs> right. And you're not allowed to go in that one room. Might have some plastic on it.
0: That's a good answer. I, I wouldn't even th- I was thinking along the lines of a, a room with, with coats on the bed, but you're right. There, there's damn show that one that one living room where you can't even go in there and play. Right. All right. Last question. You're at big mama's house, you open the refrigerator, and you see a small grocery bag. Tied with a small knot. What's
1: in that bag? I'm gonna go for none of my business.
0: <laughs> it's not a bad answer.
1: That is none of my business. That is
0: not a bad answer. Also, see, as an artist, I think I already said you think differently. Because that's not, I I went to the bag of who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles, and a breakfast cutoff. Ba da ba ba ba. Cornmeal for the catfish, flour for the chicken. This but what I'm right. saying. Like if, I'm in, if I in am, business.
1: if I am in my big mama's kitchen, if I am in my big mama's refrigerator, it's because she said, "Go on in there and look on that."
3: At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting Black futures. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
1: Play in the back. You're right I don't I'm your not business. studying the miscellaneous bags and the crocker. The what <laughs> is it? The the, the 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 the. I wish it was oh. butter. You know what I'm <laughs> the talking about. Yeah, toy. the country crock and all of that. All of them miscellaneous containers filled with all type of chicken grease and say, old not my lima business. beans from last. week. I'm not going to none of them send off containers. I'm going right. right where my grandma told me to go, and I ain't got to worry about what's in the bag.
0: Had the black community listened to you. Be a lot less ass whooping.
1: Man, look, it, I learned that ass early ass in life. Early in life. Absolutely. You got to avoid the switch at all costs. Yeah, what you know about the switch? Nothing. I The first time I was supposed <laughs> to get whooped... Look, you know, I'm from Chicago. My, 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 both of my parents are from Mississippi, so I, they would send... You know, that's old school, right? They send your children And I'm from to Mississippi, Mississippi and all my family's from Chicago. So you yep. you know how it go. They send all the cousins mm-hmm. down every summer. Mm-hmm. Like the whole Everybody. summer. Everybody be in one house together. So the first time my grandmama caught herself in a whoop me, she was like, go outside and get a switch. I'm just outside. You ain't come back in. Just lost. Ain't nothing worse than making a grown black person even more angry than they already are. So now she mad as hell because she done had to come outside and get the switch herself. I think that might have been like the first and last whooping I ever got from my grandma. Just from the amount of work she had to put into giving it to me.
0: You've been smart a long time. I see that now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you got this grandma thing figured out. I got my ass toe up, often, very no. often.
1: No, I was a good kid
0: though. Mama, dad, grandma—they all grandma, got me. I was a good kid. <laughs> <laughs> all right, our our third and signature question: What do you love most about life while black?
1: We just so jazzy, man. Like. <laughs> It could be the worst, you know what I mean? Like the worst possible moment, Mm -hmm. the worst possible situation. There's going to be one black person that cracks the most inappropriate joke at that moment. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like if the occasion is to get, don't let black people get a call to arms to dress up to go somewhere. I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. Ain't nothing better on the planet Earth than telling black people, all right, y'all, we finna do denim and pearls. Oh, word. At, Dudes is going to the church. grill, man, to get pearl inlays put in their they gold teeth. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just so jazzy. We just man. so great at putting 100 on 10. We just so great at taking something super regular and making it just so unnecessarily extra. Unnecessary.
0: Unnecessarily extra. That that should should be Black folks' theme, motto, theme song. We
1: are, we just are inherently inventive. You you know what I mean? It it
0: made me think back to I was at church Charlotte, North Carolina. I think the church I was visiting might have been St. Paul Missionary Baptist. Anyway, I went on a uh, blue jean, blue jean jacket or something day. And when I tell you, everybody in there from... it the wasn't no Levi's up in there, I'll tell you that. Hey, man, they was it bedazzled, they no. had faces, they had airbrushed names. They went they hard on it. They took, took them denims
1: to, to the better to, to Dapper Dan. <laughs> he done inlaid the Gucci print. <laughs> we We do everything... To the most, That's and it. I love that. I love, love that about death. us, and I think that speaks bounds to us. It is a royal behavior yeah. everywhere at every level of humanity, yeah. whether you are in the penthouse, in the boardroom, yeah. or whether you in the trap on the corner. Yeah. You know what I mean? All of us find a way to, like, shine. Yeah. To, you know what I mean? Yeah. At the worst, you know, even in our worst, we find a way to shine, Charlotte. Even if it ain't nothing but putting right. a little shea butter in our little rusty elbows, we'd be like, ooh, you see me? You see this, elbow? That's so spot on. All
0: right, you ready for the dope quote? Sure. All right, I'm going to read a quote, take what it it's from, and then get your thoughts on it. Okay. Today's dope quote says, poetry is like air. It's one of those necessary things. Everyone benefits from poetry. And as you know, poetry is international. There are only two things that are truly international. That's poetry and wine by Nikki Giovanni. When you hear that, what do you think?
1: First of all, shout out to Sora, Nikki Giovanni. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think poetry is like air in that everybody can do it. Mm. You know what I mean? And it is so like, to me, air is a, a very special thing, right? It right. Is, the, is the thing that separates you from... Living and and not living, yeah, right? It yeah. is the divine activation of your godly manifestation of and your spiritual self. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You got to go there sometimes. Up like until really, a like ago, air was wind. No. <laughs> now like, I'm deep. Now I'm ready. like genuinely. You think about it, like on a real level like mm-hmm. you don't think about breathing right. and if you had to think about breathing you'd be hospitalized yeah. you know what i'm yeah. saying and, and you'd have to be and you'd be hospitalized until you went through enough physical therapy to train your body yeah. to breathe again functionally on <clears> its <throat> own so first of all to have the ability to do that to right. to breathe without thinking about it Right, right, and to do all the other things that the body does, understanding that if you stop breathing, there is no more you. Everything else ceases, and that function function happens automatically. Like that is a divine ability that's placed in you because there's somebody with—I don't have asthma, but there's somebody with asthma. You know what I'm saying? There's somebody with bronchitis. There's somebody who got allergies. So, but you know what I'm saying? There's they people who have real issues keeping their breath. And then to know that you got this air. There's so many ways, you know what I'm saying? We could all be, there could be more water than air on this planet, but it's not. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And not only that, it's set up in such a way that air is always filtered, cleaned, and made readily available in a perfect system that we all get to occupy. Mm. Like, just breaking down the no. So I guess, yes, like poetry is like air. And that, like, when I think about poetry, that's how I break it down. I think about all of it, not just, like, the ornamental putting together of the word, but, like, really how it functions in its whole nature. Because I don't think people really get a full scope of anything. You know what I mean? We're all walking around here with our own point of view of how the world works. So I think it's nice to be able to take full stock and all of that and kind of present people with the whole picture right? in a way that they find interesting or educational or entertaining because then it's retained. I think
0: that's interesting, right? Because you just call air the great divide, basically, right? Air is what divides us from the living and non-living state. Air is essential. Yes. And air is underappreciated.
1: Yes, because right? we out here just throwing... Right. I don't even want to get into... Like, I'm a real-life conservationist, a green, right. like... I believe in the planet. I believe what we we were sitting here to do good things for the planet. So I'm not going to go ham. But black people, y'all need to be recycling. Y'all need to be recycling black people. This is ridiculous. The amount of aluminum cans in the regular garbage got my nerves bad in the hood. <laughs> it don't take nothing to get you a separate garbage bag. Put the aluminum cans in that. Give them If you don't want to recycle them yourself, collect them for the homeless people in your neighborhood so they can cash them out. But there, we got to do better. We keep making babies. We keep making more human beings. We keep making more garbage. <laughs> don't nobody care about where the garbage go, but in a minute, it's gonna be a whole continent of garbage. We are going to create a whole ecosystem of new age species of animals that only feed off of the garbage that we have been. Like people, don't, you know what I'm saying? Humanity's smart, but we dumb, but we smart. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to get into all of that. But we they, don't, they, do don't, they don't
0: care about the trash until it's next door to us.
1: All y'all got to do is recycle a little bit.
0: All right. Okay. Back, back to poetry. Yes. Very simple question. Or, or not, right? I'm, I'm learning. This might not be a simple question. <laughs> I'm learning. What is Poetry. Because it's not just a series of words words that rhyme. I, I, I know that, and hearing you break down "air," I know there's got to be something amazing. Uh, behind okay,
1: your idea so book. like there is a a divide amongst because I am I write poems, right? right? I also get up on stage and recite poems, right? Right? I do not use my book to recite said poems. Never, almost rarely, I'd be in trouble, rarely do I use my book, because rarely do I use my book. Excuse me, I got to turn to page 19, hold on. So amongst, like, the poetry community, there's, like, this divide of what is poetry versus what is spoken word, right? Right. And because I fall more into the quote-unquote spoken word category, I always say that spoken word is the forethought and the time to consider the delivery of the poem, you understand know what I'm okay, saying? I got you. That makes sense. Right? Yeah. Anyone who wants to write a poem is writing poetry. Right. I am not here to qualify your poetry. I think right. it's important that people write and however they get out their thoughts right. is a necessity.
3: At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. Like a good neighbor, state Farm is there
1: because it's part of therapy, it's part of trauma healing, it's part of intentional metaphysical work, right, you know, so I'm not going to rob anybody of what is special to them in right. their poetry. sometimes it's not nice to have some some literary uh, <laughs> some literary prompts in your poems, right. some metaphors, some similes, some things like that, you know, but I, I'm not here to tell anybody their poems are good or bad, right. but like in the realm of, it's all poetry as far as I'm concerned. Right. It's all poetry.
0: All right. So we've talked about what poetry is. We've talked about how you got started. I want the people to to hear a little bit from you. and And we're here today to talk about the transition from emotion to word, right? So- one of the first things that I actually want to go to, and I'm, I'm going to flip it a little bit because I loved your wild black answer of we just so jazzy, right? Yeah. So I want to go there first. When I, when I think of the fact that we are jazzy as a people, right? What is your interpretation of what that means? Do you have a piece that speaks to that?
1: That's such an elusive question. You already know what piece you want in here. That's ridiculous. You should just ask for what you want in life, sir. <laughs> You should be like, I know the piece I want you to talk about. Um, (laughs) I do indeed. Yeah. um, I do have a piece. So the piece that he's referring to is You So Black. I know that for a fact because that's how everybody knows me. And I'm not mad about that. I'm super grateful. Because it
0: it blew up and it it had such an impact on people and garnered such a
1: response. I know, right?
0: Did you expect it to do that?
1: Not at all. Not at all.
0: It's just so damn powerful, and it's, it's so relatable. It feels, it feels like like me. Like that, that's what I feel like. I mean, it's, it's a great example to, to say when I don't have the words to tell people, like, that piece does it. And it's not just, it's like me and everything that I am and everyone that I'm connected. Let me shut up. Let me shut up. <laughs> my, my words ain't nearly as powerful. I'm just going to be quiet.
1: You so black. You so black when you smile, the stars come out. You so black when you born, the God come out black as night, black as dirt, black as a boot, black as a hearse, black to earth, black at last and black at first, black unrehearsed. Black unrequested, black unrequited, black ill-invested, black interested, black entertained, black in something special, baby, black just the same, black like your mamas and black like your daddies, black like you want me and black like you could never have me, black and inconvenient, black with the burden of proof, black until proven innocent, black with the built-in truth, black and blue, black and substance abused, black with lead in my water, black with hands up, don't shoot, black in a subpar school, black and pipeline to prison, black of mothers with children, black and tired of the division of being black and poor, black and broke, black and bleeding, black before black was needing social media, black as bland, black to Africa and black again, black as Angela and Asada, black as Betty and Coretta's sons and daughters, black is pyramids and mathematics, black is melanized and magic, black is televised in the need of drastic black advancement, black enhances, black with chances, black with privilege, black with pride, black on purpose, on the black hand side, black and beautiful. Black and blessed Black and so much more Black and nothing less Black and educated Black and dangerous I don't know if y'all knew this But those Blacks with education Be the most dangerous Because Black is brilliant Black is strong Black is resilient Black is song Black is infinite Like hip-hop or space Black is grace Black is love Black makes babies Black babies grow up Black is tough Black is hard to do Black is me. Black is you. Black is not something that we get to choose, but it is something that we get to cherish, something that we get to wear, and we get to rock this with honor. So I'm Black like my granddaddy and my great-great-great-great-great-grandmama, Back to the black farmer of black soil and black seed. Black as you need. Black as you breathe. Black as you believe. Black as you love. Black is all of the above. Black has always been enough. Black is that lift every voice and sing. Black is that letting your freedom ring and resound. Black is adjective, adverb, color, and noun. Black is crime. Black is clean.
0: Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, But the bag did feel a little light.
1: So to the black is all everlasting. To the black in passing and to every shade of black in between. As a matter of fact, if your pupils or your eyelashes are black, because I need every human being on this planet to feel applicable. Baby, you so black. Your spirit transcends this physical. Your black is original. You so black. Ooh, you so black when you smile, the stars come out. Baby, you so black when you're born, the God come out.
0: Every time I hear that piece, I can't help but smile. I, I cannot help but smile and sway and think, and dream, and remember, and pray every single time. And (coughs) it's damn embarrassing to say it in front of you. I couldn't tell you how many times I've listened to that piece. Good. And I I mean multiple times. Good. Multiple, multiple times. Where did that come from?
1: I haven't, I don't know. (laughs) I knew I was missing... In my, in my lineup of like, in my arsenal of poems that mm-hmm. I was performing in the world, I knew I was missing that like rallying cry for yeah. my people. I just needed like that whole concept of like every color in the rainbow, like all together making blackness and like right. the understanding for me that like out of darkness, all things are born out of the black, all all came to exist. So right. I really wanted like a poem that reflected that black is in everything. Right. Even like the, the the colloquialisms, you know, that we use, that whole, oh, black is a boot. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right. To be blackmailed. You know what I mean? even to have your black card revoked, like all of these notions and like Black Friday, there were all of these ideas that came flooding in at once. And I was just like, we're just going to write a poem about all of it.
0: How long did it take? How difficult was it?
1: Oh, nothing is difficult.
0: I mean, because I listened to every word and I mean, every word seems so true. It, It sounds so obvious. Yet I know if I were to sit down and try to craft something like that, Mm-mm. A
1: couple of days
0: after Black Don't Crack, I'm done. It's probably I, I need somebody else to give me a, little, a new line. I'm just over.
1: Yeah, it took me a couple of days. There was some stuff I wanted to, I don't want to say stay away from, but I wanted to stay uplifting. Because, like as you hear, like it's the difference between the full poem, yeah. and the two minutes, yeah. And part of that was that, like, I knew if I'm going to do, if I only get to do two minutes, I want to give, I want to give the best intentions and feelings to my people. Right. And, like, we all know where we've been. Right. You know, we know about our, our history. Like, if you're in, if you, if if you, if you read a book or, you know, Googled a little bit of something (laughs) somewhere, you know, like, we know where we've been. Right. We carry our scars. We carry our stories through our families and stuff. It's the where we're going right. that needs to have the the trajectory dialed in a little more precisely. Right. And I think, you know, love is the is the healer. Love is the for me. Love is the magic key. Right. So if you love yourself, there's no stopping you. There's no stopping you.
0: That's so true. All right. So you you talked about love. You brought up the emotion love, and I, I want to talk about that, but first I want to talk about a related emotion, hate, right? Not the opposite, but a related emotion, hate or, or disdain, and the reason I want to talk about that particular topic and see if you have anything that speaks to those negative feelings is because another, another of the questions that comes our way is, how do I continue to consume Murder and the abuse of people who share my hue? Right? We get this question a lot, and people feel like there's a responsibility to continually digest what's happening. And on one hand, I understand it, right? I want to watch what's happening because I want to empathize with the family. I want to share in their pain, and I want to work towards a healing and a betterment, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so, right. Uh... Black people be hella trauma bonded, man. We be hella trauma bonded. True. I think every black child's life is a value. I think every mother who has love for their child, that love is a value, right? Right. But if I spend every day on my phone taking in every moment. Right. Of every black person, there's a hell. Th- th- let's get let's get even more humane than that. Right. Of every human being right. on this planet that is dealing with a serious transgression, right. I would never leave my house.
0: Yeah, you'd be in a bad place. Right. Yeah.
1: So, like this notion of what you gonna hold on to these grudges. These, these notions of, of what really matters, you know, like, hate is, a, is an excellent alarm signal mm-hmm. to a level of immaturity coming to surface. I like how you put that.
0: Hate is an alarm to immaturity surfacing.
1: Right. Write that down. Because there's so many other ways. Because the fact is, you feel a way. You might feel frustration. You might want a person's behavior to change. Or you might need for your behavior to change. Another good point of hate is hate is the... Oh, ooh, that's a good one. Hate, <laughs> is of, yeah, man, hate is the ego refusing to break.
0: Because got take taking notes of this. Yeah, man. Hate
1: is the ego refusing to break. Because in order for you, because like you were really supposed to be like the real God body energy, right, mm-hmm. should be able to find a place of compassion,
0: right,
1: of understanding. It's on both sides, like mm-hmm. you know, you Absolutely. think specifically about racism, right, on both sides, right, like right. A, a, as a God body, as a as a entity that's sent here to be a source of love and a resource to humanity. If I have a contention with you. I should be able to sit Mm -hmm. and listen. And if I disagree, I should be able to say that I disagree and why Mm -hmm. I disagree. And if we can't come to an understanding, we should be able to get up from that table, Mm -hmm. understanding that we had, you know, like we had an impasse and that's just it. And we can still respect each other. You know what I mean? But that level that hate keeps you from being able to be respectable. Right. The Hate keeps you from being able to move forward in a balanced state. You know what I mean? Well, You are
0: here your life coaching day. Keep it going.
1: It's life too tr- it's tr- it's short. So it's true. so stressful. It takes so much. It take it, it make your hair gray. It make your skin wrinkly. It make your it make your sphincter tight. I don't know what else <laughs> to tell you. Like it's just no good for the body. It's no good for the body. It,
0: it, it, and it's that behavior in itself that is causing us so much trouble coping, right? Because it just it recirculates, right? When you put that hate out, it continues to come back.
1: Not only that, but it also seeds itself within you.
0: Yeah. You Dang. can't
1: harbor hate for someone else without harboring hate internally. 100%. So eventually it is going to show up in how you treat yourself, right. how you treat the things you supposedly love.
0: Yeah. That's a great point.
1: So you have to be, you know, cognizant of all of that. Like, not to say that it's not a valid emotion. It is a valid emotion, but right. it should be valid to be a warning signal. If right. I'm using the word hate, then I'm also like, there's a level of immaturity in my right. spirit that is active right now. Right. So I need to deal with me in the most mature, kind way possible so I can move from the emotion of hate and really label my emotion or how I'm feeling properly, what the problem is right. properly. Because hate is just like, I'm mad at what's going on, but why are you mad?
0: To be working on a solve. I love it. Do you talk about that emotion at all?
1: Okay, so yeah, this is a good one, right? Not necessarily about hate, but like about the process.
0: Right. Which I think from your description is much more important than the emotion itself. What do you do with
1: it? Yeah, because it's it's all life. And, and kind of also back to like air, right? Yeah. Necessary nuance. Bobbles in your path. Pebbles in your shoe, gaps of air in your breathing tubes, jerking at the center of your being. The the friend you always appreciate leaving because they don't stay very long. Hiccups. They make you strong. They toughen the lungs, they strengthen the diaphragm, they're tenacious and stifling, forces you to focus on how you speak and how you act, bring you back to reality just when you thought you had everything. These next few moments take all of your concentration, the unsuspecting spaces in the making of the places where you know it's supposed to flow. Thick hiccups force you to grow the hell up faster than you expected, sooner than you desired. They remind you of how you've neglected your small eternal fire, so quickly snuffed out and reignited and snuffed out, and then it's like it never even happened. Somehow you're still intact. In fact, you're a little bit taller, walking with a longer stride. A bit more fire in your eyes, gratitude in your attitude for God grabbing you and snapping snapping you back into position, removing the ease in your most primary provision, priming your pumps and resetting your system, clarifies for you what is from what isn't. Mm. It's the Kung Fu master exposing the flaws in your technique, coaxing you to be more kallel than Kent, less oblivious in your intent. More aware of the air in the atmosphere. More prepared for the snares, the traps, and spears because they're there, disguised to the naked eye. But they appear from time to time. They hurt, they tear, and then they subside. Once you find a way to ride the wave, you'll come out on the other side okay. (laughs) Baby, it's just a hiccup.
0: Your ability to construct a sentence and convey a vision is simply amazing. Just listening to you compare all of that to a hiccup and then give, like, actionable information about how you process.
1: Well, to me, a hiccup is an actionable thing because, you know, like, for real, do you know that a hiccup is is truly a necessary bodily function? Mm-hmm. In a child, it is the thing that forces... The diaphragm to become strong enough to allow you to do things like breathe and sneeze and laugh and you know, and cough.
0: So we're automatically back to the hiccups in your life, making it possible for you to breathe and consume the air that we
1: exactly, started. Exactly, exactly. They hurt like, and the older you get, oh my god. <laughs> Oh, my God. It feels like somebody is trying to snatch your lungs off from between a crack in the, in the middle of your... Oh. I, I don't understand what that's about. <laughs> and that as much as they hurt in your grown-up years, you be looking at children like, you can just let that happen and keep on rolling? I, I gotta lay down some somewhere <laughs> after these hiccups. But what All you do, I do like, but it really does. Because they don't happen as frequently as when you get older. hmm like you are much more aware of them. Right. You know what I mean? And I think it's the same with whatever that thing is that comes up in your life. Once you start handling things, when stuff comes up that's difficult to handle, you are much more aware of it. Right. And sometimes it can take all of you. Right. If you don't have the right place to put it, if you don't know how to understand that it's really all just part of the process. Right. There are no downfalls. It's all just... Moments and lessons mm. and preparation, and I know that shit is hard to hear when when you are broke, but when some true. you know when you are grieving, right. when when everything seems like it is going wrong, all of that. Like I I get it because I have been in those positions, but I've also seen the the magnanimous grace. You know what I mean? I've seen God show up and do the stanky leg in my life <laughs> for real. So like. That's a hell of an image, man. Look, <laughs> like for real, God doing a in So, hand, and, and I understand from that aspect, like it's all joy, it's all blessings, it's all meant for your greater good. Even the stuff that hurts, the stupid, that sucks, it yeah. might take ten years for you to get closure and a real understanding on it. But I promise you, just focus, living your purpose, moving your joy. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be all right. It's so true. You, you typically, you can't see it until you're through it. Right. right. You can't see it until you look Man, back. Man, hindsight is the recognize. best sight.
0: Yep. I mean, even, even and, and I say this with, with all respect, even as rough as, as COVID has been for all of us, right? I've lost family members and, and loved ones. But, but today, as I sit here, I, I can look back at it and while I do miss them, I also see all kind of blessings that came out of that. Right? Yeah. The relationship with my immediate family, my ability to stay home and see my kids grow in a way that I would not have been able to see before. Like, there are so many things that are positive that, it, that come from the worst moments of our lives. I can remember my father dying, and things that crushed me in the moment caused me to cry in the shower when I was alone. Now I look back upon, and I, I find a, a piece of strength from that. When something happens
1: to your kitchen, you might say,
2: This is ludicrous.
0: You brought that up earlier. Mm -hmm. So the question we get here often is related to an ability to love. And oddly enough, right, we we talked about this, but the place I've seen this question come from the most, and you don't have to be this specific in your piece, is men, right? Cisgendered straight men wanting to better understand how they convey their love for other cisgendered straight men. Is a question that we get often and it came directly because we did an episode on love and specifically non-romantic love and had the conversation about men being able to tell other men I love you. So in that vein, love in general.
1: Um, I think I think love languages is interesting, right? right? I have a dad who doesn't like to talk a lot, right? So and I use words for a living, right? So I have this odd juxtaposition. I like right. to hear I love you. Right. But that don't mean shit to me. Right. Action. I got to see it. Right. I got to feel, feel it. it. Yeah. That, you know what I'm saying? I done grew it my whole life. The man who loves me most in the world. Mm-hmm. I can count on one hand. The
0: number of times he told
1: In my you. whole life, he's used the words, I love you. But how often? Man, every moment. My That's dad it. has it timed. My dad cooks all the meals in our family. Right. Right? Right, right. So we drive hours to come home. I don't know how he does it. We could get home two o'clock, two a.m. It's hot, four a.m. Hot, <laughs> just coming off the stove.
0: Hey, that's black man magic.
1: Always, you know what I'm saying? My dad. I'm a vegetarian now, right? Right. But you know, I wasn't me too, always, well, except for the chicken, right? Well, and and the, and the, 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 the other and all the other meats. Yeah. But for me, it's like a real thing, yeah. right? <laughs> but my dad is like you. He eats all the meats, but his love language is feeding, right? Right, right. right. So when I was coming home, my diet was changing. I wasn't eating his food. So he,
0: he, Cause, he, he didn't know how to put that love in, his, right. in the moment. I thought mean, so, that was actually frustrating for him.
1: Oh, oh man, he didn't care for that. He had, he had to figure it out. He done out. made my favorite meal, and I'm not eating none of it because it's got the meat in it. Oh, no. Nah.
0: Real talk, that's a hurtful place, right? right? When you so, take that time to, to invest in someone the way you do, and it's rejected. Even if it's rejected for great reasons. That's something to, to struggle yeah. with. Sorry.
1: Yeah. So the next trip I made home, like, my thing is like spaghetti, right? Mm-hmm. And so the next trip I made home... He was like, I got another pot of spaghetti in there for you. It ain't got no meat in it. (laughs) Never looked at me while he said any of this because that's not how we work, right? But, like, I understood then. Like, my daddy know I don't like raisins, but my dad loves Oatmeal raisin cookies, mm-hmm. but he knows I hate raisins so much that I will take his oatmeal raisin cookies and stand over the garbage can and Pick eat the, the cookie, and he'll hear, he hates it. He hates to hear <laughs> them raisins hit the garbage can <laughs> while I stand over them, because I'm like, I'm not finna get an extra napkin, I just on one cookie, but pop, pop, <laughs> pop, pop, pop. So instead, he'll make his cookies, and then he'll make me my own batch with, with uh, cranberries instead of the raisins. You know what I mean? There is a... A different love language. So with that, I say, like, especially for black men, I think qualifying how you deal with each other according to the rules that apply to the rest of black women and Caucasian America. Right. Ain't none of that going to work for y'all. Right,
0: right.
1: You know what I'm saying? Some of y'all is gonna be, hey, what's going what's good, my boy? Yep. That's gonna be the most love you get from so, you know, from your homie. Yep. But that's all you, got you it, need. Bro. You, got you know it. what I mean? <laughs> right. Sometimes y'all just need to be seen. Sometimes y'all just need to be in a position where, like, there is elder, spiritual, barbershop access. I think that's big for black men. Right. I think every black man need to have a couple of black men that are at least 10 years ahead of them in the game, but they head on straight. I agree. Because there are times when black men are crippled in their relationships. And, you know, black women, we want to save everything. Right. We always want to come with a solution, and that doesn't always work for a black man. You know what I mean? Because y'all got to deal with yourselves. You got to deal with your manhood and your respectability and all of these other, you know, it's just so many things. And I think it is helpful for black men to have that safe space with whatever they're thinking about, where they're not going to get laughed out of a room yeah. or or have their emotions devalued, you know, because of what they feeling isn't comfortable for everyone there. Right. I got uh, I do have one poem. I know you do. Yeah, I wrote a song. About it, like, here, I know you, you do. That it, it's not necessarily... I wrote it from my place, you know, because I'm a woman, right? Right. But it is for... Black men. Talk to them. To my sons, this yet to come. Young cousins, play brothers and nephews, I pray this affects you. My effort to rescue. My effort to reach... I got to put aside my ego. I can't be your superhero. There are some things only a black man can teach a young black man waiting to be. Like how to be a man. Like how to fight like how to look fear square in the eyes hold his nuts and piss standing up how to drive stick and talk shit and turn his little dick into a bad decision how to maneuver and manipulate women talking about bros before hoes talking about no ho can be wifey man that wife thing be lifey but that flighty one night delight left stripes on early prediction litmus left morning sickness <laughs> and living witness to the lessons given to some little men waiting to be that. the things that older cousins and daddies and uncles practice and preach like how to hold a bottle of beer, how to hold back genuine tears, hold your liquor and your chick, clean your gun and your Air Force Ones, line up sights, shoot wrong, shoot right, shoot twice, watch. Watch the life drift from the white of his eyes. Jump shots, jump fences, jump cars, sit up straight at the end of the bar. Conceal when it's hard. Stay real with them paws and most of all never let your pockets get on Atkins. Low carb. Can't starve. Gotta eat. Gotta know how to treat these niggas out here in these streets. Keep your back to the wall and your fist near your jaws. Ain't no pension for paws. Better find you some balls, little man. Better find you some heart, little man. Cause before they can call you a man this world will tear you apart, little man. What are you smiling for? Smile are for women and children. Ain't no niggas smiling in prison because the folk around you keep on living without you or with you. So cop your fist full and your pistol and let your mental be your missile. Let these bullshit niggas miss you because this world is out to get you. You better get you some of it while you got some go forgetting. And don't you go forgetting what you learn while you earn your war wound. stepping out the front door and stepping into the war room. You better learn to stand the sight of your own blood, the smell of your own spit because when it all falls apart and none of your homeboys or no chick going to be there to help you deal with the aftermath Man, you got no plan. You got no purpose. A nigga with no hustle is worthless. But it's little dummies that go searching for courage, and they end up getting murdered. The further we get away from this type of living, the better. There's ain't nothing about it beautiful. I mean, ain't y'all sick of pouring juice for the youth and vodka for the partners and black suits and funerals? Homies gone too soon. Baby, mama, and junior posted up in the front pew. Little dude to grow up to act like a man, like a dad he never even knew. So little man, take advantage of the lessons you get told. These fools want to steal your life in this world, want to take your soul. It's up to you to protect them both, to practice your actions and tailor your speech so you don't end up another casualty of these streets, another sucker to the system, another product of condition, another panting Pavlov's dog when you are really a man of God. Little man, that's what you are.
0: Mm. Let your mental be your missile. When you write, are there, I mean, in my head, I, I see you writing and I see reference material everywhere. Where does all this come from? I was listening to the things you are referencing in there, right? And, and a lot of that, like you mentioned Pavlov, there's, there, there's things that everyday people walking around just don't, don't know, right? People aren't, aren't, aren't having conversations about the kind of things that you're talking about and the way that you're talking about. And when you talk about the the pregnancy test and the way that you did, like where, where is this coming from? Like, how are you putting this together? Is there a magic pill that I can take? Like,
1: how does this work? I don't know about that. I don't know about that, but I do know that I am, I am witty with the wordplay. I am, I am aware of that.
0: I am aware of that. It's beyond witty, right? There's, it's obvious hearing your work and and talking to you that not only are you good with writing words but you've got to be consuming right you've got you've got to be a reader or or or, or listening to a book or something you've you've got to be allowing this education this information to um, to, to to get into your body someplace somewhere somehow
1: i i do I, you, you, you just can't walk around Knowing this shit Like how are you doing this I read a lot I, I I read I used to read more I haven't been doing much reading Early in quarantine I was reading a book By Octavia Butler And it scared the shit out of me And I could only get Halfway through what it What's it called? And, uh, Dawn I already read Dawn I was in the middle of reading Wild Mm Seed. That's the one I was in the middle of reading because it's split into two books. Right. So I read the first half. I read book one of Wild Seed. Right. Messed me up. I couldn't, like... It was too much. Right. And if if there's any, you know, Octavia Butler fans, then you understand. Like, she does sci-fi, but it's in a very, like, visceral... Dealing with the, uh, you know, traveling back in time, like traveling back to slavery, is a thing.
0: Right. I just, I just you know? saw a book by her the other day that I wanted to. I hadn't, I haven't read anything by her, and I, I just saw one that I wanted to dig into. So it's, it's interesting that you brought her up. Yeah, maybe that's my sign.
1: She's a, she's, a, she's gangster, but like I, I, prior to that, you know, I do, I like, I like reading. I don't like, I'm not a big on just like fiction for the sake of fiction. Mm. My sisters and my aunt, they love that type of stuff. Right. But I'm more like, I have to be guided to want to know if I am reading fiction, it has to take me someplace kind of specific in the, in the extra kind of information that I'm trying to get from the world in general. And I like getting what I got from Octavia Butler, um, when I was younger, I read a lot of, like, Toni Morrison. Right. A lot of, when I was, like, 14, I think all, I read all, all aside, of All jokes aside,
0: I can feel that come through, because Toni has a very unique way of telling your story. Oh, man, not only that. so much in there.
1: Yes, yeah, so I took a, I read Toni Morrison in college. I took a class with uh, the only one of the two black professors on campus. I didn't even need the class. I took the class because she was a black professor <laughs> and it was an English class and they was teaching Toni Morrison. So I just took the extra class because I could. But uh, just to be able to learn about like how Toni Morrison embeds African religion and spirituality like in this very unique subtext in multiple stories of hers. yeah, And it just... It gives me... And understanding, you know, cause I'm, I'm, you know, I'm different. <laughs> I like the man, you know, I believe in all of the, the wonders of the universe. You know what I mean? Like right. I'm a, I, I'm a Christian. I pray to Jesus Christ and all those wonderful things. Right. But I also believe like in the magic of the world, you know what I mean? Right. So and looking at the power of metaphysics and thought becoming things, there are ways to implement subconscious awakenings into people. Right. And I like that I can kind of use that skill set to my advantage.
0: You use the shit out of it. I'm trying. It's, it's amazing. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. I'm being, like, for real, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's obvious. I, um, listening to you talk, one of my favorite things to read has always been Dr. Martin Luther King's Letters from a Birmingham Jail. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons that that piece has always been so powerful to me is when you read it, it's smart, right? It makes a lot of sense. But then when you read it with the context that he wrote that inside of a jail cell with no reference material available, right? He wrote that with his fingers in his mind. It, it, it makes you respect him on, on a different level. And hearing you go through all that's why I asked you the question, like when you're writing, are you sitting there with encyclopedias showing my age, right? <laughs> are you sitting no. there with encyclopedias no, and, not and history books? And, not and like, is there is there a guide to like witty things to say in no. a poem to make people think for dummies, right? Like, no. how are you doing that?
1: No, I just say, I, I was uh, doing a writing workshop with one of my uh, songwriting homegirls. And I was telling her. You write her, songs too? I, 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 of yeah, course. I do You're everything. Just, I do course. more than write songs. But that's a whole nother interview. Um... <laughs> But uh, as we were talking about it, I was explaining to her that, you know, there's going to come a time as as you're writing, there should come a moment where you you chuckle. If you can make yourself chuckle, mm-hmm. you know, if you can make yourself impressed on paper, then you're in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And normally that's what's happening for me is like as I'm writing something, as I have an idea, I'm like, oh, that's funny. That's, that's dope as hell. Ain't nobody thought to say this like this right here, and then it works. Like I already know if it's gonna be funny to me, it should be funny to everybody else. If it's it should be if it's poignant to me, it should right. be poignant to everyone else. If it doesn't make sense to me, right, it probably is not going to make sense to everyone else, and you should rethink how you gonna say this line.
0: I'm looking at the time. I'm trying to figure out how in the hell to get all this in here because we 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 got so much right, and I'm so talkative. But that this is exactly what I wanted, right? When I when I when before we started, I told you this this would be different, right? I wanted to be some of your words and some of your art and some context and conversation, and like the the part between is probably the most golden to me, right? The Mm -hmm. words are you're on this show, so listeners expect that the words you're going to give to them are going to be impactful. But what they don't expect is the context that you're going to provide about the words, right? Right, yeah. the shell that encases the words from you is equally as powerful. And thats I think that's going to be the part that's surprising to people because, again, they're going to expect you to be a dope poet because we've asked you to the show because you're a dope poet. So this is exactly what I wanted to see happen. But you talked about writing pieces that make you chuckle that, that you know are going to be strong or going to hit. Before you ever perform them anyway, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I know this is probably an unfair question. No, I'm going to ask it in the way that I think is fair. Okay. For you today, right now, you've got a show coming up. You're getting ready to be in Baltimore performing in front of people very shortly. Uh, And in all honesty, this might air after that. I don't even know yet. But in that particular show or anyone that you do in this general vicinity of time, what's the piece that you love to perform? And why? And then can you perform it for us?
1: I think the piece that I do love the most, and in all honesty, is You So Black. Y'all have already heard it (laughs) today. (laughs) Uh, Because it is like powerful, you know? So true. It's powerful. There's times when I perform it and like I be so welled up with emotion myself. Like, especially if like I'm like, I'm doing a big like African festival and it's a live and it's all these black people looking at you. It just
3: gets. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't the road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's,
1: you could feel the ancestors yeah. in the space. You know what I mean? So it's always, always you so black. All right, always you so black. It'll probably be that till the end of time.
0: It's so powerful.
1: And then whenever else I'm in a room, it is, you know, the audience kind of tells me what we're doing. The energy, it makes it makes promoters so angry. It makes producers so angry with me. Because <laughs> they always want to know. They want to know what my set yeah. list is. The band is like, send us music in advance. And I'm like, I'm not going to send y'all. Even if I want to sing songs that I it. cover, <laughs> I don't want to sing the songs the way they are on the album. Mm-hmm. I'd rather you just freestyle some music and whatever come up is what we're going to do.
0: What, what you singing? Whatever I feel like. What you feel like singing right now? There's a microphone right there in front of you. I'm just saying it's right there if you look look about six inches in front of you I
1: see it right there um (laughs) you see how he tried it right he asked for poems uh, is (sighs) what he asked for
0: you know how we do
1: (laughs) poems uh, is what he asked for oh like I want it to be fancy but I won't ah I don't know what this world's gonna do, but I know one thing, this is the life for me, baby, I love a thug all day, every day, baby, I love a thug. Wouldn't change for the world. I love a thug. That's right, you heard. I love a thug. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. On behalf of Trick Daddy.
0: I had no idea that was a talent you possessed.
1: Well, you know.
0: So you got a whole lot of people Well, you know, they about.
1: call you Teresa the Songbird because you weave blankets. That's why. Mm. That's why they call you the Songbird. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? I got yeah, I'm a classically trained vocalist. Mm. I sing opera and all of that. I sing in like seven different languages. Damn, I produce music. Learned. We could go into all day, all the things that Teresa the Songbird does besides poetry.
0: Didn't know. The things we don't know. All right. The struggle, right? We There's a lot of conversation about this right now because we are in this fight for social justice and an extension of civil rights and, in reality, human rights, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, What do you have that speaks to that emotion that we feel coming out of that fight, whatever that emotion might be for you?
1: Again, with, like, the trauma bonding, right? Like, yeah. eventually, we got to shake this shit off. Eventually, yeah. we got to become our own superheroes. Eventually, we got to think more of ourselves than the situations we deal with on a Mm. regular basis and come to a level of understanding that we are not dealing with a sane opponent.
0: Say that again.
1: We're not dealing with a sane or a humane opponent. Mm. She is poetic all day long. So, you know, in understanding that, like, either you're going to get bogged down you know in it, or are you gonna rise to the occasion of being your own superhero of being your own rescue, being your own resource, yeah you know I, I i he's come to mind a couple of times in this conversation, but you remember all them years ago when Kanye West got into his controversy about like black people and slavery I like know. I understand the controversy and I understand the pushback he got, but I also understand the programming of his own mind. Yeah. that he is attempting to accomplish. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, I think it behooves all black people to get to a place of, not separation, but like such reverence for what we've been through that you understand that it's not a stumbling block. It's a springboard.
0: Yeah,
1: It's the head of the Sphinx. It is the ultimate foundation upon which to stand. Yeah, It should empower you. I always say it wouldn't be so much static if we wasn't so great. You couldn't vex your haters if you wasn't so dope. You know what I mean? They wouldn't have nothing to be mad about if you wasn't so jazzy out here in these streets in the first place. That's 100. And I think that is the thing. Like, we got to get over, like, your whole body is meant to be, live in a high vibration. You have to choose that. You got to choose to keep the mind in a high vibration
0: your ability to convey
1: words is simply amazing. That's right.
0: It is simply amazing.
1: So I do have I do have a high vibration poem specifically for black women cuz you know I'm a black woman. Right. And a, a little bit selfish. And I think it behooves us to be a little bit selfish. We need that sometimes. And I wrote this poem for us because Like, as I stated, it's very often in this world, not just in black in our own communities, but like. As a whole on the globe, black women are always expected to show up and be a little more and do a little more than whomever else is in the room. Right. 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 And. I just need to write a poem for us because like, we work hard. We work tremendously hard. And, and sometimes mind, uh, you need that uh, a source to pull from so right. that you can keep trying, so that you can keep being an example, so that you can keep rising above, right? So with that in mind... We, real trill, kill, build, precision, incision, invincible women, Oshun with a sword. Womb can't afford to have born nothing less than the Lord or more with a double O R, black God, black king. He, royal, because he beams from our mothership. We, universe and covenant, supernatural sustenance, vitamins and supplements, herbs and seasonings, celestial beings. We, planet's planet, implemented, planet with the advantage of growing a seed up to be love, and we paid the cost to be the boss with the sauce, so it ain't no love lost. This love ain't meant to lose. This love is built to win. It's coming from within. It's doing it without any shadows of a doubt. We've been about this life, manifesting manner from the manner of our mandibles, tangible healings, actual miracles. Watching these words work ought to put God's fear in you. It ought to put God's love in you. It ought to put God's trust in you. But you be acting brand new, God, like you never really knew, God, like you never knew the true God. And it shows some of y'all got y'all slow-caused exposed and we see you pretending you mended but baby, your heart ain't in it. Your soul is broken. You barely living. You coasting. This world been choking the life out of you. The bull been beating the fight out of you and you've knocked, them. Oh, but these black girls got this love that says, baby, you got to get the, uh, like a morning mother, shoulder shake, like little nigga, ain't nobody got time to play, we finna be late, wake your big ass up, like Folgers in your cup, like Starbucks in your belly, like Chick-fil-A done opened up on a Sunday, type of miracles and blessings, yes, we are all of that shit, so black girl, be all of that shit, be a goddess, be a bitch, be a fairy princess, be a witch, be a president or at least a vice president, be a gift, be a present with a presence that uplifts like warm weather, be indifferent, be indignant, be whatever makes you clever, keeps you happy, healthy, wealthy, and wise. Do that thing that keeps your edges strong and your booty big and your love light alive. And if one of these suckers has tried you one too many times and you just want to ball up inside girl, I'm gonna need you to tuck your ten to the sky and keep loving yourself, keep forgiving yourself, keep hugging yourself cleanse yourself, sage that shit embrace that shit, get in front of a floor length mirror button naked baby you better shake that shit it's okay, be a human being make mistakes, you just move with grace while you take up space and forget that voice in your head trying to convince you that you're not great cause girl, you are awesome, you are special you are helpful, you try harder, you be pushing yourself farther than even you thought you could go, you be in when your anxiety is crippling and frightening and totally out of control because you already know this world don't stop turning when it's tears burning in your eyes or blood trickling from your thighs or a baby hanging off your breast or when you've endured all you could and more at the end of stage four and you don't have no hair and no breast or no more decidably identifiably female features left you still the kind that cares less what the careless a character characterizes qualified they can't quantify your metaphysics they can't comprehend your digits but they keep counting on you to do what you do so well excel when they put us at an obvious disadvantage. Somehow we managed to keep on winning. Must be because we phenomenal black women. We've been here since the beginning. We the origins of divas and pre-Madonnas. We the Madonna, the Maat, the Makita, the mitochondria Eve, the healer. I'm talking about a Henrietta Lacks kind of black. We got DNA, the most dynamic doctor still can't crack. We so magic. We so fantastic that those who can't have it and be it would be inclined to try to beat it and be even more malign when we remain undefeated out here dodging demons like Neo in the Matrix By the way, you know that's a movie that a black woman wrote and created? We amazing. And they hate it because they can't take it. How we be solving it. How we be evolving it. Just by being involved in it. And we got the unmitigated gall of it to be out here being all of it. With all your most high melanin Merlin swirling. Swirling. With your roots watching and follicle curling. Girlfriend, your Coco Glogo so-so. What else are they supposed to do but envy you with all that black girl magic?
0: That should be required listening for every black woman. Probably every black man too, every morning. When did you write that?
1: Oh, a few years ago. I was doing the um Poetry versus Hip Hop in Atlanta. I don't know if you've heard of the be- event. I've been before. Yeah. I don't do many contests, but I don't lose many contests.
0: <laughs> and I lost one. No doubt. You, you, you can't lose Oh, I
1: was hot. I was hot about losing. It was, like, controversial that I lost. I didn't think I lost. Like, the the sister who made the deciding decision got so much pushback that they had to bring me on another show. And I wasn't supposed to be on that show because you had to win your previous bout to be on the show. But they was like, it was so much static about her bout, we got to do it again. So I wrote this poem right here because I was like, I'm not losing. I am writing a poem that will not lose, period, point blank, the end. So I hacked the audience, really. It's one thing I know for certain and for sure. If you going to a poetry event, period, it's going to be dominatingly populated by women, mm. black women. It's only two poems you're going to do for a black woman. Pro a tip, poem fellas. about her mm-hmm. or a poem about love and relationships. Mm. Love, and I had already did. That's what I lost. I lost so, doing love like and I'm relationships. i hit, the hit
0: them all over the head. So I them. was like,
1: I already knew we got to make the black woman feel supreme. So I made myself feel supreme. And by the time I finished it, I was like, oh, this is it. We going. They going. And they went. There was no coming back. There's never any coming back. You're not you, going to come back from this. You
0: supreme as the father of a young black woman. Yes. Jesus Christ. The wild black audience is probably listening. Like, is he going to talk? Like, this is probably the most quiet I've been on any show in a very long time. It's, um, really, it's just no meat for me to talk.
1: <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> well, I hope they've enjoyed me and my talkative ass self, because I can go.
0: I've already decided that unless your show is tomorrow, We'll drop this episode before.
1: Well, great, because the Baltimore show is July 16th, so I got a little time.
0: Perfect, perfect. I got my calendar up in front of me right now so I can make sure we get this. So you are July
1: 16th. Yeah, yeah I'm going to be at a private location that is disclosed upon ticket purchase. Cause we're trying to keep it cute, right? It's gonna right. be a very like people need to feel good grounding. about it from the, from the start to the end. Yeah, it's gonna be a very grounding experience. Myself, Archie the Messenger, uh upcoming singer. Her name is Wifty Bangora. Right. Super it's a dope. dope. Name. Oh, she's so she's just oh, she gives me the chills. She's so phenomenal. Uh and then uh, another, like a blues guitarist named Q Randall. It's gonna be a really good occasion. So, you know. We are encouraging folks to come. It's festival-style seating, so they'll right. be able to bring their blankets and right. They, right. they throw pillows. You know, we got food vendors and right. libation vendors, so they won't have to worry about— It's indoor. Okay, got it. It's indoor with outdoor feel. You that's know what I'm dope. saying? Like, we're going to open the windows, but no, nah, I don't— <laughs> You might get a breeze. You might get a breeze, but that's all you got to worry about. You're not going to have to worry about rain or shine. This event is happening inside— and we do have a few chairs, some VIP right. seating, just in case. You know, like my sisters. When I told them about the event, they was like, "You gonna? You gonna be sitting on the floor." But my sisters are so bougie, right? They're so <laughs> bougie. So for the people who are bougie like my sisters, we got a couple chairs. We do now. have chair. We have VIP seating for the bougie folks, and I'm not mad at it because if it was me, I'd probably been like, "Take this extra twenty dollars and give me a chair too, please." So. Please. But we're going to have a good time either way and I you know I'll probably be on the floor. I don't have I don't plan on wearing no shoes for this occasion. That's how I know it's going to be good. I to so
0: you know it's good then. Cuz
1: I always wear a good pair of high heel shoes and the fact that I'm finna come in here like Mother Moses. You at home. That's home. Yeah. Man. That's what the show is called the Second Home Service. I know that's why I worked it in there. Yeah. <laughs> that's good work. That's why they pay them the big bucks people. With my check. Yeah, but not so much because even though like Baltimore is one of my second homes But the show was called that more so because, like...
0: you know, behind the microphone.
1: Yes, there you go. I told you I
0: watched. I paid attention. There you go. I was ready.
1: I'm super comfortable in this place. You know what I mean? Even when I'm uncomfortable, this place, like, this is soothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. To be behind the mic, to be on stage. I could be sick. Back... I had that. At my last show, my back was thrown out. Mm. 20 minutes before the show, I was on my hotel room floor... Crying, yelling mm. out in pain. I put my makeup on. I mm. went and did that. And as soon as I got on stage, it's like it's time a euphoria fall. Like my back was still hurt, but if for some reason, I could stand up and walk around.
0: You cared much less because you had something else. You cared much more,
1: right? Yeah. Absolutely, that. All
0: right. Well, it's Teresa, a magical gift. This has been an amazing episode. What I what I want to do is take the last few moments, tell the audience whatever it is that you want to tell them. Please do tell them how to engage with you, how to follow you, how to buy tickets for the upcoming event oh, in yeah, Baltimore, yeah. and then we'll close out.
1: Um, okay, so if you want to buy tickets for the uh, Second Home Service in Baltimore, the best way to do that is you can either go through Eventbrite, secondhomeservice.eventbrite.com, homeservice.eventbrite.com. Or you can follow me on Instagram, T H A Songbird. I'm everywhere at T H A Songbird. Follow me on Instagram and you can click the link in the bio and it'll take you right to where you can go and purchase tickets. Um, I think those are the important things, my shameless plug. But the most important thing I want to tell everybody is be kind to yourself. Mm. Stop saying that ignorant shit you've been saying to yourself. Stop telling yourself you can't have or what you can't do. Or what you too big or too small or too dumb for. All of that shit is a lie. You are sent here to be your best self all the time. Be kind to yourself. Talk nice to yourself. Feed yourself nice things. Be kind to your children. Talk nice to your children. Feed your children nice things. And how Tabitha Brown say, if you ain't gonna have no great day, don't call my phone because I kicks people in the throat. I'm, I'm certain that's not how she says I it. I'm going to say, I think she, she saying I, I don't think that's how she says but it. I don't think that's how she says it. But what she means, but you, you get have my my vibe. Be, don't be right. fucking up mine. But that because, you know, poor energy is, infect- all energy is infectious. Right. And it's your responsibility if you can't control or if you can't shift your own energy, the best thing you can do is put yourself in energy quarantine. Mm. Put you a little face mm. mask on and stay by yourself. Mm. Until you can get yourself together. Or find you somebody who you can trust, who cares about you enough to hold that space with you mm. and help feed you, feed your spirit back into a, a better place. Mm. But the world is changing. It's the energy in the world trying to take us out of our, our godly self, trying to keep you from being your best self. So stay aware. make Make high-minded choices. Make high-vibrating choices and be kind to yourself.
0: Wild Black, I hope you got it. I hope you got it. I hope you got it. Her message at the end is spot on. Be kind to yourself. If you need help, the episode we released right before this one is all about self-help, and it's amazing as well. Go check that one out. Check our episode notes. Her socials will be there, as well as information on her upcoming show. I hope you go check it out. I hope you follow her. I hope you engage with her. And I hope you are made better by the words she shared with you this time around. With that, while black. Peace. you out. Love you. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, But the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.